Welcome to the Farmcast. I'm Emily Schwing. And I'm Dana Shinners. And today we're in the studio with Ryan and Mika. Death don't mind to keep you in this under What do you guys do here at the farm? Me and Ryan are both on the farm cruise, so we spend our mornings doing farm work harvesting, weeding, transplanting, all that stuff, and then um, sometimes volunteer during the afternoon to do extra stuff that has to get done. Everything she said, yes, exactly. (laughs) And I drive a tractor. So this is our second farm story of our farm cast, Uh, and today we're going to talk about farming and what does it mean to be a farmer and kind of, you know, we're going to dive a little deeper into why... Mika and Ryan decided to get on this path to farming. What did you want to be when you grew up? I'm assuming you're talking about like when I was young. I jumped around a lot because I was a kid and that's what you do. But I definitely wanted to be a paleontologist in second grade. I also wanted to be a vet in second grade. So I had a lot of career goals at that time in my life. And then for a long time after that, I was kind of directionless. Like Mika, I was a kid too. Uh, (laughs) I really didn't think too much about occupation. Um, I wanted to be a superhero. Very unrealistic. (laughs) Uh, I was thinking something along the lines of a cop or a firefighter. I always thought that would be a cool job but never, never a farmer. Farming is not an unskilled task. So I'm curious, how did you learn to be a farmer? Was it at Vegilution? Did you learn by someone teaching you or just by practicing and failing or reading books? I just defer to Colleen. Uh, (laughs) You learn as you go. That's been my experience. Um, I... Didn't know much when I came here. Very little, as a matter of fact, other than what I learned from my mother and my grandmother. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You learn farming's a really practical, hands-on skill. So you kind of do have to learn it by doing, and it's really different depending on where you are. So you can definitely do a lot of research as a base, but then you have to be really flexible and just really attentive to what's going on around you. And that's kind of a skill that's built over a long period of time, like several seasons. I think also there's an aspect of um, being a really good critical thinker and problem solver. If you don't have that ability, then it's going to be kind of difficult. And I think that this position, farming, um, it really, really hones that skill because you're forced to deal with things that aren't... Farming's not predictable. It's one of the most unpredictable things, I think. And I think 
it pushes you to think outside the box and what you're going to do next. Keeps you from understanding. Ryan, how long have you been farming? I've been here since last December. So almost a year-ish. I mean, I, I don't know. As long as I've been dealing with plants, it's for a long time, so... And what about when things fail? What about when your crops fail? But when something goes completely wrong? Like, how does that affect you as farmers? You know, does it, like, really get to you, or can you kind of roll with it? Um, I think that, I mean, failure happens very frequently when you're farming, or not necessarily failure, but just things don't go according to plan most of the time and you kind of get used to it. it does it is it can be stressful depending on what it is like if it's something that's really going to affect a yield on a crop then that's really stressful or just things not happening on time due to either poor planning or things that are out of your control, and I think that that's actually kind of humbling. What does it mean to you to be a farmer at a community farm like Vegilution? It's more personal, I think, um, because you're not, you're not just going, and it's not per, like super production scale, large ag, kind of thing, or even a small urban farm where it's just about production, production, production. You know, you build relationships, you meet new people constantly, you know where the produce is going. So I think there's a personal aspect there that can be lacking from other farms. What's the best reaction you've gotten when you tell someone that you're a farmer? Every time I tell someone that, they're like, oh, like they're sad. I don't understand. Like, it's such a unique, I think it is a unique, awesome job. I don't understand the pity awe. I don't get it. If anything, if someone told me that they were a farmer, I would be like, that is cool. Like, what do you farm? What are you growing? What do you do? I can't really think of anything. I think people are just surprised because usually when you ask what someone does, you're not expecting them to be a farmer. Especially if, like, you're in a city um, and you're asking, like, a young person. I mean, I think a lot of young people are starting to, like, get into farming. And if you're, like, involved in that scene, then you're aware of that. But just generally, like, meeting people for the first time, you're not expecting them to tell you that they farm. I think people feel sad because they think of this... Out here in California, we have day laborers, and it's... uh, it's not really the best farming practice. Um, they're not treated well, and they don't they don't get good hours. Oh, they, they get good hours. They work a lot. They work hard, but they don't get fair pay um, and equal rights and all that jazz. Um, and so I think the idea of a farmer in California is not necessarily a good thing. Um, but then I explain to them what I do, and then the odds are kind of like, oh, So since you two are surrounded by food, basically all day, every day, um, I assume you like to eat food. Do you have a favorite recipe? Oh, okay. Got it. It's called 
pop and squeak. It it has potatoes. So it's it's all root plants. It's potatoes, beets, radish, uh, onions, and garlic. And you boil the potatoes, and then you roast the herbs and or the uh, other roots in in the oven, and it kind of car- caramelizes nicely. And then you throw the hash in with those caramelized uh, roots and mix it together and fry it on the stove and add a little curry and it is amazing. I'm not really a recipe person. I kind of just throw veggies together um, and hope it comes out well. Or I mean I like intend to make a certain kind of dish but I don't like look up a recipe or follow (coughs) a recipe and like measure out ingredients. But two things that I've learned to enjoy since farming here um that I like really like I it's not just that I'm like oh I can like eat that now and kind of enjoy it but it's like I really love them now um are nopales and okra the difficult factor with both of those vegetables was sliminess I just couldn't get past the slimy texture but I've had I had okra cooked for me in a way that kind of minimized the slime and then I really liked it and now I cook with okra a lot um, but we don't really grow it, so that's kind of sad because it's kind of a pain in the ass to harvest. <laughs> so can you explain what Nepales are? Oh, yeah. Um, they're cactus prickly, the prickly pads of cacti-, cacti. Yeah, so you just usually saute them. You kind of have to... The way I get rid of the slime is that I just saute them on really high heat um, and you don't touch... Like, you don't mix them around. You just let them sit there until they're, like, charred. Then you flip them, and they're really good. So I just want to thank everyone for listening uh, again to today's FarmCast and be on the lookout next Monday, which is going to be our volunteer of the season, Eric. We're going to talk to him about his past volunteer experience here on the farm. When they stood and where you should Don't